Is ownership better than responsibility? Has responsibility lost its meaning? Does Peter own his mistakes and shortcomings? He sees the warning that Reed Richards is, but then, it seems, he ignores that. This is MJ. I love Spider-Man, and it's time to talk about Spider-Man Life Story, Issue 3, Chapter 3, however you want to call it, covering the 80s. It's entitled, Our Secret Wars. Starting with the cover, uh, this is another great title. Uh, I really enjoy the boldness of the pink. I don't know if that's represent, uh, you know, the neon of the 80s or, you know, Aquanet hairspray or what. Um, but this, you know, Spider-Man in the coffin. Uh, I know of Craven's Last Hunt, so I immediately thought of that. But aside from that, it's a very striking image. Uh, I like how much the symbiote, the black suit, lead, uh, leads into the black of the coffin, you know, he's in a death pose that I think most people know, and um, in some ways I feel like that death uh, theme, it carries through as, you know, a representation of things ending, because some things end for Peter uh, in some pretty terrible ways in this issue, and of course, I'm going to go ahead and spoil um, Life Story issue 1 and 2, or chapter 1 and 2, and um, I'll try not to spoil chapter 3. Uh, except I will tell you right now, you should go out and get this. Um, and if you do and you read it, tell me where you tear up because I know I got misty here and there and, uh, it was a really good comic. So the biggest, brightest, poppiest, most attention grabbing image of, uh, issue three was this, uh, double page spread or two page spread of the secret war happening. Um, well, who's that guy? Anyway, I don't know who... Like, half of these characters are. Um, we've got Colossus in the middle, Hulk's next to him, and then there's a couple guys right around them. I don't know where they are. Then you've got Cap, and Cyclops looks like he's... Anyway, I'm not going to list off everybody, but I thought it was a really cool assortment of characters uh, who were fighting in the Secret War. And it, the I don't know the original Secret War storyline, but it makes me want to check it out uh, even more so. Because um, it seems neat. Uh, it seems like it could be neat. I definitely like how it was utilized in this story to ratchet up the drama of Peter's life. Um, and uh, it happens, uh, you know, while the Secret War thing happens in-universe, in, universe, in uh, life story, um, the Russians use some of their superheroes who weren't taken up, and they take the opportunity to attack the United States. And it's interesting because thinking about the fact that there's a Cold War, there was a Cold War with Russia, there's a you know, mini Cold War uh, some people are trying to start right now against Russia, uh, and that there was the secret war. I wondered at the time the secret wars happened, uh, was that in the eighties and was it during, um, the cold war and was it inspired by the cold war? I'd be interested to know if, uh, that were the case. I don't know that, but it'd be kind of interesting. Um, what else was I going to say? The, yeah, so I thought that all that stuff was really effective and I like that, uh, um, Oh, anyway, just focusing on the story and the art and stuff, that's some, some amazing art, and there's just a lot to look at. Like, I, I could look at that for a long time. Um, I, I uh, yeah, I really appreciate the art here. Um, I, and again, uh, you know, Mark Begley is clearly a very talented artist, and, um, you know, the coloring and everything else look good on it, too. So there, there's your art bit of the review. Uh, this little bit here, the uh, everybody who worked on the name, the staff's name, is on here. You've got 
uh, well, I mean, you could see it. Um, but it's pretty funny that they did that. Uh, I, I like that little nod. It's a cute way to include uh, everybody who worked on this book or, you know, the main team who worked on the book in here. Uh, their gravestones are along, you know, Spider-Man's. And uh, it's just a neat thing. And uh, that's all I really want to say. It's just, it's cool. Some things are just cool and that's all right. So getting a little bit more into the story, the relationship that Peter has with the symbiote in uh, in this is interesting. He recognizes that it's something that could be dangerous and he uh, creates a contingency um, to deal with it. And uh, at the same time though, using it, he feels stronger. He feels better, sharper, whatever. And he fears that he won't be enough without it. Um, Mary Jane says something about it seeming like he's addicted to it. And, uh, does he warn Reed that he thinks he's addicted to it? I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, when he's talking to Reed and, um, he basically tells, or Reed tells him like, Hey, you've got this company and you're developing all this amazing technology. There's so much you can do for the world. Your brain is what the world needs more of, not your brawn. Um, and uh, Peter kind of rejects it and they get interrupted because, you know, there's an emergency thing he has to deal with. Uh, I really like um, the, I don't know, like the, the undertone of the theme there of the symbiote being like a performance enhancer and him focusing on the fact that he's getting older and slower and weaker. And then ultimately the whole thing with Craven happens. And um, <laughs> it's, anyway, it was a new idea presented to me that the symbiote has an actual uh, psychic connection to Peter. Uh, I did not realize that, um, but apparently at least this version of it does. I don't know if that's something new that Donny Cates um, introduced as he has been changing the way the symbiotes work, and they're a lot more than just an alien being uh, looking for a, uh, you know, mutually beneficial partnership with a, you know, another entity. Um, I, I don't know all the details, but they're apparently a lot more than that, so maybe that's how they have a connection. Um, but I thought that was pretty neat. Um, yeah, so I, I like the the way the nature of the symbiote changed, and I like that Peter's actually the one to become Venom at first. Uh, and I think it's interesting that there's a possibility of a new Venom existing in this universe as well. I would say I was delighted and surprised by the fact that... Uh, they went as far in reproducing Craven's last hunt that they were going to have Craven kill himself, and then the symbiote is there uh, for him. And I'm pretty sure it stops him from killing himself. And, and I guess I was, uh, <laughs> I should have looked over my images real quick because uh, I, I've just kind of now double talked about that. So, anyway, that was pretty interesting. But even more shocking than that revelation to me that the symbiote would interact with Craven in this way because I thought oh yeah okay this is the part where Craven kills himself and that's going to be the end of it and then boom that last image and I, I love how the third panel over uh, is just all blackness so uh, you're kind of left to imagine what exactly happened there um, and it is ambiguous either he killed himself and the symbiote wasn't there in time to save him or uh, I don't know how powerful the symbiote is maybe he actually shot himself and yet it was able to save him and uh, you know you know, heal him, fix him up and use his body. Uh, or maybe it stopped him from doing it. The possibility is what's exciting. And, you know, to see that play out later, uh, would be very pleasing. 
I, I'm secretly hoping, or I'm not, not secretly, I'm hoping that they do either a seventh issue or, it, you know, in a couple of years they pick this back up and tell, you know, untold tales of Spider-Man from Life Story. Because I know there's already an untold tales of Spider-Man. Alright, you already heard me say this was a good book, right? Um, I'm going to start bellyaching now a little bit because this uh, reminds me a little bit of One More Day. Uh, at this time, Peter and Mary Jane are married. They've got twins. There's a whole bunch of emotional stuff about the fact that he wasn't there for the birth of his twins because he was fighting the Secret War. Um, but at the end of this issue, the very last page, Mary Jane, this is huge, huge spoilers, so if you <laughs> still want to be surprised by this, you know, leave now. Uh, Mary Jane decides to leave Peter because he refuses to put his 90-year-old aunt in an old folks' home or with the probably millions and millions of dollars that he has, uh, pay for an in-home caretaker to take care of her. And uh, Peter and Mary Jane have this fight that leads him to uh, going out in the spider suit, or in his old Spidey suit, the cloth one, and, you know, sets up the whole Craven's Last Hunt thing. Um, homage, I should say. And uh, in it, he says that he refuses to put Aunt May in uh, a home because she took care of him. She took him in when his parents died, when he was orphaned, and she raised him. And Mary Jane says, but you're Spider-Man, and you're running this business, and... Uh, you know, you're ignoring me, which I get, I, I've learned to live with that, but you weren't here for our children and you're willing to allow this 90 year old woman to continue to put our children in danger. Now I happen to know, not a lot of 90 year olds. I know people in their eighties. I, uh, know people who are older than that. Um, my mom actually takes care of people who are elderly and who need assistance. And, uh, there's a range. Some people are fine. Some people are dandy up until the day they die at a hundred. And some people aren't. And Mae Parker obviously isn't one of the people who is fine at 90. She seems to be close to senile. Uh, she keeps, she calls, well, no, I'm going to say she keeps because the letterer did such a good job. I could tell that Mary Jane was pissed. Um, May refers to her as Gwen and she's like, no, May, it's Mary Jane. Uh, I've told you this dozens of times. Anyway, um, but the, uh, <laughs> I totally derailed myself. Oh, this reminds me of One More Day, because in order to save his oldest, sickest relative, as uh, I think um, your boy Zach put it, um, which, by the way, uh, I, I, uh, I check out a lot of stuff on, or you know, a range of stuff on, uh, you know, comics, YouTube, and both uh, Comic Tropes, who I think is probably a more left guy, although he shot a book, and a comic book, and he had a gun on him, so um, maybe he's a gun owner, uh, which would be kind of cool. Um, <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, Meyer, uh, you know, who was in the military and stuff, uh, and is, you know, anti-SJW and whatnot, they seem to be on different sides of that divide, because uh, Comic Tropes, uh, Chris doesn't like get into any of that stuff, uh, which I appreciate, and that's kind of where I want to be, although I'll, I'll tiptoe into things every now and then, but this is not a political channel, it's about comics and the merit of each individual book, um, just like you should judge each individual person on their own merit, right? Or no? Anyway. Um, sorry for that tangent. Uh, anyway, they both really 
dislike or uh, yeah, I think I've both heard them discuss how little they like um, one more day. And I agree. I feel it's dumb. And I almost, almost wonder if Sadarsky is making a little bit of a commentary on that by making a Peter who uh, chooses to live his worst life by <laughs> uh, living in such a way, fighting with his uh, beautiful, young, attractive wife, uh, you know, who he was friends with for a long time, who, um, you know, kept his secret, who mourned with him and consoled him after, you know, everything that happened with Gwen and Harry and uh, Ben, let's say, Ben number two. Uh, she's been with him through all that stuff. They've been together for, I think, at least a decade. And yet, you know, they're having children together and stuff. And yet uh, he's choosing to let her leave so that his sickest, oldest, sorry, senile relative can not be inconvenienced to move out of the house or have a caretaker in there with her. I don't understand that. And uh, I know different cultures regard taking care of the elderly in different ways. And I can respect somebody who wants um, their, you know, mother, father, aunt, uncle, whatever, grandparent to live with them till the day they die and they take care of them. But um, if you're Spider-Man and running a business and uh, these other things, I'm not sure how you can do that and why you would choose to do that. And while I appreciate the tension and the drama, I think Peter's making very stupid decisions here and they're not fully fleshed out. And I am sure glad this is all happening in a short story uh, over six months, six issues, and not over years of me reading uh, you know, Peter push away his wife. And, and it's interesting. I'm going to once again, go back to the fact that he calls in the comic Reed Richards, a ghost of a warning for him because Reed pushed away his wife and his friends and his family until all he had left was an abstraction of humanity that he was fighting for. And in the same issue that Peter said that or thought that like three weeks later, he returns home and, uh, does that exact same thing that he was faulting this guy for. Now, that's just, uh, I don't know if that's supposed to be dramatic irony or or extra dramatic or what, or if it is a, a bit of a slam at one last day uh, or one more day, whatever. Uh, I don't know, but um, wow. I don't even know what to say anymore. So I'm going to go ahead and stop. Thanks for sticking with me. Check out mjmunoz.com for more of my work. I talk about tokusatsu and write original fiction you can find there. I am also participating in Tokutember, making tokusatsu-inspired art for the month of September. I'm an aspiring author who will gladly accept your financial support through coffee. Swinging Through Comics can be found on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and mtmunoz.com STC. Relevant links are in the show notes. If you had a good time... Like and share this. Subscribe and ring that bell to catch me next time I'm swinging through comics.